the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edgeboost. Edgeboost enables you to double your bet with low interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is a great question. That Tuesday, let's have a go at May the 22nd. Third. Oh, man, I'm getting good at this. I'm getting within a day <laughs> nearly all the time, Muna. Um, and we are here to handicap a full state of action for um, tomorrow, which is Wednesday, uh, May the 24th. And you've already heard him joining me is the machine, Mr. Moonaf. Manji, Moonaf, how's it going? It's going well. Hey, don't don't worry, Mal. I also got thrown off this morning on the uh, NBA pod with the change on the uh, ad reads there with now uh, no shady rays at the top. <laughs> I just didn't I didn't have it open. So oh, okay. I thought I'll start reading it. I'll open the page. But my computer is so slow. It took about 10 seconds, which I didn't have. Um, but I could see the thumbnail in miniature at the bottom of the screen. So I was trying to make out what it said uh, in teeny tiny writing. Um, and couldn't do that, obviously. But there you go. We did it, Moona. You know, people, it's part of the charm, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's not. They, they, they think this is the show scripted. It's completely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a bit like um, what Curb Your Enthusiasm or something. It's just completely and utterly ad-libbed, Moonaf. None of this is planned. Um, who's in the chat? Captain Sano, good evening. How are you doing? Uh, nice to have the captain around and about. Um when did we, we did the show on Sunday night, didn't we, Moon After What made me laugh most about Sunday night was I sat here and talked about uh, Brady Singer in Kansas City. Mm. You know, I always get him wrong and this time I would trust him. And I did quite like Detroit and Lorenzen, my guy. Um, but we talked about Brady Singer and I said he might go okay and then he got absolutely thrashed all over the place again. Yeah. Um, and I just woke up and looked at the box score and just instantly started laughing again. So, um, yeah, it's been another... Another fun few days, though, and I think uh, in an hour or so, uh, we're going to go on the Mothership Moon off with Sean and Ryan and talk some baseball futures. So if you've got the appetite um, for another hour, uh, come and join in. Or if you're coming to us at a later date, go and find that show as well. And we're going to have a little look back over the division um, tit- uh, the division title races, the odds, and some awards, some Cy Young stuff um anything else happening moon up what's happening in nba anything i need to know about uh we're uh close to the nba finals denver uh came out of the western conference yesterday they swept the lakers uh and then tonight uh miami and boston play each other if miami wins tonight they're up three games to nothing so first of four gets to the NBA Finals. So if Miami wins tonight, we'll have Denver versus Miami in the NBA Finals. I bet Miami last year and you laughed at me. Do you remember this? Tamel, you're always a year ahead. That's just what I was going to say, yeah. I'm ahead of my time again. Yeah. So maybe whoever you like this year, bet them next year. (laughs) Oh, man. Absolute fiasco. Um, So what 
Darion. Tomorrow is now, Wednesday. I'm not going to start the show without you uh, recapping what happened at the match yesterday. Or you want to say? Oh, okay, go on then, Moon. I think yeah, I've got a little um, a little spring in my step. You might be able to detect a little extra joie de vivre in my manner. Um, yeah, Newcastle made it. Crawled across the line into the Champions League for next season. Um, we drew nil nil with Leicester, which wasn't very exciting. It was a little bit nerve wracking. Leicester mm-hmm. didn't try to win, but very nearly scored right at the at the end. Um, but with that point, we assured ourselves of Champions League football, um, which is the first time in twenty years um, we haven't played in the Champions League since two thousand and two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a bit of a celebration. Um, there were there were a lot of people out and about drinking and. Uh, around the ground and the town was busy and lots of little for a Monday night where the town the town was buzzing even out and about today you can see everyone with a with a smile on their face and lots of back slapping and handshaking and stuff so yeah my dad was delighted even Bob I mean go, even going back a year Newcastle were clinging on we were living in the gutter and there's no way even Bob and his mates could consider that Newcastle were going to be a Champions League team and then next yeah. year we might get to see who? Real Madrid, Barcelona, Borussia Dortmund, Munich. Someone like that will be coming up to Newcastle to play. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to it. So, yes, thanks, Muda, for um, for bringing that up. That's very kind. <laughs> At the expense of Liverpool as well. Have you notice I never brought that up? Liverpool yeah. finished in fifth. I uh, may have put money at them at six to one and three to one to maybe sneak into the top four, but that's uh, all but in the toilet now. I'll tell you what, there wasn't a bad bet, mate. You've got uh, you've got a proper good run for your money because yeah. they've uh, they're still live, to be honest with you as well. I think Manchester United. Well, I think um, the draw against Aston Villa probably put the nail in the coffin then last from last weekend, didn't it? It did, but yeah, yeah, Man United need one more point, so yeah, it's not completely dead. But um, it was yeah, you've had that worse. There's worse three to one and six to one shots over the last few weeks. Yeah, um, we'll probably give you some in the next hour or so on here. Um, but you've uh, yeah, you've not done f- been far away there. But no, it's been a really good turnaround and uh, yeah, lots of fun. Newcastle's a good place to be at the minute. The city, the city's got a big smile on its face. So, um, and go and listen to the Premier League Gambling Podcast. It's the last game on Sunday, game thir- game week thirty eight, uh, and Megan Barry will throw out the load of daft picks and bets and hopefully make a few quid as well. Um, right, we'll get to these games for. Wednesday, once I've told you about Edge Boost, Edge Boost, um, if you're not involved, you're missing out. It's the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Uh, similar to buy now, pay later programs, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, you pay 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your account. Edge Boost will match the deposits. So you can use double the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances, up to $2,500 you can add to your bankroll. Um, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 or older. Use only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, Captain Cena wants to fine me for talking about football, but if Munaf asked me about it, that's not a fine. I can't do anything about that. Uh, yeah, nothing there. Uh, Justin Dupree is in TV, DBJ, uh, mentioning um, Jared Kalinick uh, with a little bomb emoji, and he's certainly been um, hitting bombs. We talked about him on uh, Friday night in the the divisional series that we did myself and Noah. Um, 
and I'm quite keen on the Seattle Mariners maybe mounting a bit of a second half fight back and Jared Kellenick's absolutely showing the way so um, if people like Julio Rodriguez who had a decent game last night if he can put together a decent second half then uh, Kellenick and the Mariners I believe are quite live in that division uh, okay let's get to there's no day no day sport tomorrow that's disappointing uh, I've got time on my hand. Yeah, we, we oh, did. yeah, well, we've got loads, man. In fact, yeah. what I meant to say was, we've got all the days for tomorrow. We've got one, two, three, five, five, six games. Tremendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can park myself on the couch to watch a 12.35 Eastern first pitch between the Texas Rangers and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Martin Perez, left-handed pitcher for Texas, and Johan Oviedo goes for Pittsburgh. Uh, minus 130 on Texas. Plus one ten on Pittsburgh, total at eight and a half. Moon half, take it away. Yeah, Martin Perez, left-handed pitcher on the mound for the Rangers. Um, coming off a pretty decent start in his last game against the Colorado Rockies in Arlington. He went seven solid innings, uh, gave up seven hits, only two earned runs in that span for the um for the tr- sorry, for the Texas Rangers. Rangers have won three out of his last four starts, and they've been by convincing fashion. They beat the Yankees, the Angels, and the Colorado Rockies all by at least five runs or more um, on the road so far this season. He has gotten a little bit of trouble. He has a two and one record, but that ERA is inflated because of the start that he had against the angels uh, back on May 7th, where he gave up seven earned runs and three and two thirds innings pitch. But other than that, Mal, he's been really solid for the Texas Rangers on the other side. Oviedo gets a start for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, back-to-back quality starts for uh, Oviedo, which came against the Baltimore Orioles in Baltimore and then against the Diamondbacks. Uh, 11 innings pitch total. Only two earned runs that he allowed combined in those two starts. But I'm not sure if that's the pitcher that Oviedo really uh, might be because now you have a Texas Rangers offense that is come in, or playing in the series. Uh, that we know can put up tons of tons of runs, and I think this might be one of those games where Martin Perez has a a, a good pitching day against the Pirates, and the and the Rangers are able to get to uh, Oviedo in this game. Just looking at the uh, splits here for the left-handed batting uh, numbers, or sorry, left-handed pitching batting numbers for the Pittsburgh Pirates, they're actually pretty decent. They're at number eight on the season um, in WRC plus. Uh, they are number eight as well as team batting average. But I think I'll put my faith in uh, Martin Perez here. I'll take the money line with the Rangers. I would not be surprised if we do see some runs being put up in this game. This number is currently at nine, but I do like the Rangers in this game at minus 130. Um, I, yeah, if I was to pick a side, it would be the Rangers. The, the pick I'm going to go for is the under Munaf, which I know you've kind of made a case for for runs. But and we do like Martin Perez. Um He's, he's had several good starts. And, and I think this hinges on which version of Oviedo turns up because he was doing really well, surprisingly well. Um, and we'd followed him a little bit in the early parts of the season. He then had his wobble um, and it could have gone one or two ways. And what he's actually done is brought it back, which I'm pleased um, I'm pleased for him. He's, he's brought it back and pitched well in his last two. Um, so, yes, yeah, yeah. so if Pittsburgh are on a bit of a slump, won't score that many runs. So the, the total of nine uh, seems a lot for... Um, Texas to have to do on their own. So, yeah, I'm happy to take the under uh, on that one. But, yeah, it was a hard game to call that. Quite a good uh, a good balanced fixture. Uh, next up is a 105 Eastern first pitch between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Philadelphia Phillies. Zach Gallant 
for the D-backs and Ranger Suarez, left-handed pitcher for Philadelphia. Uh, minus 115 on the Snakes. The Phillies are minus 105 and the line is set at eight and a half. Um, so yeah, Zach Gallen, six and two on the year with a 295 ERA. Um He's been absolutely flying until he had a bad start last time at Pittsburgh. Um, mm. But that's the only one. And I'm kind of happy to uh, to forgive um, Zach Gallen that. He has actually gone favourite in Cy Young bet. And we said, just mentioned earlier, we've been looking at that today. And yeah. Zach Gallen is now head of that market. Um, Major Suarez, a late start of the season due to injury. He's had two starts now. And has been very hittable in both. He was kind of up and down last season. I never quite knew what to do with him. I think he did okay in the playoffs. Um, but I'm just not sure about him, especially now. I need to see it first. Once he's demonstrated it once or maybe twice, we can get back on board with him. Um, Lodas Guriel's worth a mention. He's uh, been raking for the Diamondbacks lately. So if you want some hitting props, Guri- <laughs> excuse me, Guriel might be an option. Um and Philly is 7-12 and 12 in their last 19 games. They're not playing particularly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so behind that stud pitcher, I'm going to give the D-backs the vote here. Uh, Arizona at minus 115 for me, Muna. Yeah, I want to back Zach Gallen here just coming off of a bad start, like you mentioned, against the Pirates. But if you take a look at his numbers this season, he's just been so good in Arizona where he's 5-0 and with a .77 ERA. He's only allowed three earned runs and 35 innings pitched at home. But... Now, being on the road here, um, he's 1-2 with a 5.88 ERA. He's allowed 17 earned runs in 26 innings pitch just on the road so far this season. So um, he does have a success in his career against the Philadelphia Phillies, where he's 3-1 with the 1.93 ERA, 21 strikeouts. Um, yeah. I think I do like what I think Captain Insano said in the chat, the, or somebody mentioned the first five under in this game. Um uh, Dupree mentioned it. I'm sorry. Uh, first five under in this game. I do like that. I think Zach Allen does bounce back here. I think Ranger Suarez can go along okay as well. Um, and again, not sure if I can trust bullpens again. So I will lean with Zach Gallen here on the money line, but also do like that first five under in this game with these p- two pitchers on the mound. 110 Eastern first pitch, the San Francisco Giants and the Minnesota Twins, where Anthony Descafani goes to the mound for San Francisco. And Joe Ryan takes the ball for Minnesota. The Lions are plus 140 on the Giants, minus 160 on Minnesota, with a total of seven and a half. This feels like the exact same game that I handicapped the other night, Moon, after we talked about. We had Mm. Bailey Ober going um, against somebody and uh, Alex Cobb. And it's just the same game. And I I locked up Bailey Ober and then he gave up all the runs in the first couple of innings. Um, so it's a similar kind of setup. Tony Disco is 3-3 three and three on the year with a 3.09 ERA. He's been really good. Um, and on the road, has a 1.75 ERA in his four um, road starts, which is outstanding. Joe Ryan's been good. You get good length out of him as well. Minimum six innings pitched every time. Uh, so you could take it out prop on Joe Ryan if you find a, a nice looking line. Um, and you can't just see the lineup. Um the Giants always seem to be low-scoring team. And whenever I want Minnesota to score runs, they never seem to be able to manage it. Um, I think both pitches go well here. I can't just do the lineup. The under seven and a half seems a little bit low. I wouldn't mind an extra half point on that. I'm going to take the first five under 
Um, I think we'll go for a slow burner here and I'll go the under on the first five between these two, Muna. Yeah, Disco Fani, um last two games I know has have had a rough outing. He's allowed five earned runs in about 10 and one-thirds innings pitch against Arizona and the uh, Miami Marlins. But if you take a look at the day-night splits, he's pitched 19 innings during the day so far this season, and he's only allowed three earned runs in that span. Like you mentioned, Mal, that he's been really good on the road as well for the um Giants with a two and one record with a one seventy five ERA. Joe Ryan has just really been a machine. Um, three and zero at home, a three a two point three seven ERA. Uh, six and one on the season with a two point two five ERA. Uh, during the day, he's three and one. Uh, the three home starts this season, the Twins have won all three of those games by at least two earned runs. So I think, um, I think the Twins can maybe get to uh, Disclafani here. I'm not saying in in like in a substantial way, but I could see a game where this is like a 4-1, 3-1 type of victory for the uh, Minnesota Twins. So I do like your undercall uh, for the first five. I, I think I'm going to put faith in the Twins on the run line here behind Joe Ryan, uh, who's slowly creeping up in the uh, Cy Young category in the American League. So minus one and a half at plus 145. I think that's some pretty good value there, Mal. Uh, one Teddy Easton is the Chicago White Sox at the Cleveland Guardians. Michael Kopech. Goes for the White Sox and Cal Quantrill draws the start for Cleveland, um, who are minus 135 at home favourites. The White Sox plus 115. Total set at 8.5. Moonaf, White Sox at Guardians. Yeah, Michael Kopech, I think, has put together two good back to back starts uh, for the Chicago White Sox. Um, which came against the Houston Astros. Unfortunately, it was in a losing effort. And then his last outing was the by far the best of the season for Michael Kopech, which was at home against the Kansas City Royals. Uh, he went eight innings in that game uh, and only allowed one hit mal in that game, 10 strikeouts, so very, very solid out, outing for Michael Kopech in that game. Uh, on the other side, Excuse me. Like you mentioned, Cal Quantrill gets to start for the Cleveland Guardians. Um, he's been solid uh, as well so far this season. I know he's had back-to-back starts where he's allowed at least three earned runs in each of those um, games, but they were against some of the better offenses like the Angels and the Mets as well. Um, but um, some things that I did dig up at home so far, or sorry, yeah, at home, he is one and two with a 4.64 ERA is Cal Quantrill. But during the day so far this season, two and oh with a 2.4, 2.04 ERA, 17 and two thirds innings pitch. And also that kind of stuff, something that stuck out to me about both of these guys uh, for Cal Quantrill um, against the White Sox. He is two and one with a 2.87 ERA in his career. Uh, the Guardians have won each of his last two starts against the White Sox. And then in six uh, career appearances, again, the Guardians for Michael Kopak here, Mal, 0-1 with a 4.61 ERA. The White Sox are 2-4 in his starts against the Guardians in his career. So um, I'm going to lean with the home team here. I feel like there may be some regression here for Michael Kopak, especially for the amount of innings that he did pitch in his last start uh, and the amount of pitches that he uh, did uh, throw in those games. Um so I'm going to go with the Guardians money line here. I'm going to tr- trust Cal Quantrill at home against the Guardi- uh, Sorry, against the White Sox. Uh, Captain Sano is throwing out uh, Michael Kopech walk props, uh, 50 innings pitch, 28 yeah. walks, um, which is officially, uh, the official stat is a crap load of walks. Uh, you <laughs> see that, I see that that column on Fangraphs, uh, Captain, all the time. Um, I went the, completely the other way around here. I like Kopech. I think he's putting it together 
And I think Kopech's got a little bit more ceiling than Quantrill. Quantrill is okay. He's a grafter. I like his attitude. He's not been as good at home. Um, and like I say, I just think the potential upside of Kopech, I think Kopech can start stringing some quality performances together. Um, as much as I'm not keen on the White Sox, I'm not hugely keen on the Guardians. They're quite a tricky bet as well um, to take. And they don't score enough runs to ever, to ever make you feel comfortable. So yeah, I'll take the White Sox here. Um, on the road, a price of plus 115. 110 Eastern first pitch again is the Houston Astros at the Milwaukee Brewers, where Brandon Bielak will pitch for Houston and Adrian Hauser gets to start for the Brewers. Minus 110 each of two. It's a match. Total is set at nine and a half. Moonath, the boy um, Bielak's been going well for your hometown Astros. Yeah, he's been uh, surprisingly very, very good for the Astros. And they really needed him, especially with the amount of injuries that they've been dealing with, uh, especially that pitching rotation. But um, yeah, like you mentioned, Mal, on the season thus far, he is one in one with a 2.89 ERA. Um, the wins haven't been there for him, or at least the decisions, because he just hasn't gotten the run support. Um, in two starts this season, which were on the road against the White Sox and the Mariners. The Astros only gave him one 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 run support in each of those games, which did result in three one losses in both of those games. But um, he hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in any of the starts. He's pitched a total of let's see here, uh, twenty sorry eighteen and two thirds innings pitches, only allowed six earned runs in that span. Nineteen strikeouts to eight walks. Um, the WHIP is a little high at one point seven seven for uh, Belak, but. Um, I think he is going to be solid for this rotation for this Astros team until they get some of their arms back. Um, it might be a good bullpen piece as well. Adrian Hauser for the Brewers. Uh, he's been solid as well. Uh, he doesn't have a win or loss yet, but he, overall on the season, he's three, he has a 3.07 ERA, 14 and two-thirds innings pitch, only allowed five earned runs in that span. Um, at home is where he's gotten into trouble. Or It's only been one start where he went four innings and allowed three earned runs. But, I mean, we saw against Corbin Burns, the Astros just absolutely shellacked him um, on that. I think it was that Monday night game. But um, I'm going to put my faith in the Astros here. I think the offense is starting to click here a little bit. Uh, for the Astros, I know they got Altuve back last Friday. Uh, Jordan Alvarez just continues to be a monster uh, for this Astros lineup. Uh, they're still waiting for Jose Abreu to hit that first home run of the season. Jeez. Uh, it's crazy. It's just crazy to see that hasn't happened for him yet. But I'm going to trust the uh, hometown team here. I'll take the Astros on the money line. He looks like a frog in a blender in the batting box at the minute, does Abreu. He's absolutely all over the place. Like, yeah. Um, I quite liked uh, both pitches here. I thought that total was far too big. Um, Houston have scored some runs. They got they hit five uh, home runs last night, which yep. was a season high. Um, but that's not... Uh, uh, they are warming up, but that's generally not how they've been going. And we know Milwaukee can be a little bit anemic. So I just saw that nine and a half is too high. Behind yep. like and Hauser, who you made a good case for both moving up. So um, I'm happy to go under the total on that one. Um, I'll tell you what I'll do. Uh, I'll do some ads, Moon. Um, once the page loads up, let's have a look. Who is sponsoring us this week? Oh, Shady Rays and Shady May. I'll tell you what, I sent out a little uh, group message to the baseball team and said, have a look at these boys, these Shady Rays. Uh, and the orders, have, uh, the orders have come flooding in. Uh, all the boys want some Shady Rays to get out on the field with. Um, and you've just got time um, to do it before the end of Shady May. 
Uh, we are getting amazing 50% off, but have a chance to win $500. Shady Ray's got you covered from the sun to the slopes and the baseball diamond, it turns out. Um, durable frames, clear optics, all those outdoor adventures. And the policy of no questions asked, they will replace um, or um, you can return any damaged, broken pairs. Uh, or if you don't like them, just return them for free within 30 days. Uh, so there's no risk. Shady Ray's has got your back. And for our international listeners... Uh, Shady Rays has you covered with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand and the United Kingdom. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. And remember, May is almost over, so make sure to take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. Next, 6.40 Eastern, first pitch between... Why on earth would the page just do that? It's the St. Louis Cardinals and the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Stephen Matz, left-handed pitcher, goes for St. Louis. And Ben Lively, uh, good name, goes hmm. for Cincinnati. The cards are minus 160. The Reds are plus 140. The total is at 10. Um, Stephen Matz is 0-5 on the year with a 5-0-5 ERA. Um He's been better lately, though. He's kind of worked his way out of it. I mean, he was stinking the place out uh, early in the season. He's put a, he's put a couple of good starts together. Um, he's not going to be in the games, but he has been competitive. Um, I really enjoyed watching Ben Lively pitch. I watched him pitch in long relief. I think it was the game against um, Mets where maybe Kodai Senga started and got lit up early on. And they staked Lively to a lead. And he held the Mets down for sort of three innings. And then he's had one start, um, which was against the New York Yankees. And he did really well. Pitched five innings, two hits, two earned runs. So I'm happy to give him a chance here. Um, I'm going to take Cincinnati on the first five. I quite like the total initially. I didn't expect it to be a 10. I, I, I handicapped these games before the lines come out. And I tentatively wrote down over, thinking I might see you eight and a half or a nine but the books are on to it so the total's coming at ten but I think if Lively can go well and Matt is vulnerable Cincinnati could get their noses in front of you um, so yeah Cincinnati first five we take a bit of a dog Muna. yeah I'm not putting a dollar sixty on Stephen Matz on the, especially on the road or even if he was at home I, I don't want to put that number on him if this was a home game for them I think that he would probably be a two dollar favorite um would Steven Matz and the Cardinals, but um, I like the first five innings team total over for the Reds. If you take a look at what Steven Matz has done, especially on the road um, this season, Mal, trying to pull up the number here. He's 0-2 with a 6.64 ERA on the road. 20 and one-third innings pitch. He's allowed 15 earned runs uh, in that span, and you know, we did mention that he's put together back-to-back or two of the last three starts have been pretty good, but he did allow three earned runs in about five and a third innings pitch to the Boston Red Sox. Um, so I think the Reds' first five-inning money line um, with you there, and then also look at the Reds' team total over within the first five innings. I think Matt's can give it up uh, within those first five innings. So I think you'll probably get a two-and-a-half at plus odds uh, for the Reds here. I do like that play um, uh, for the Reds tomorrow. Okay, so everybody wants to get involved on the Reds early in that one tomorrow. 6.40 Eastern first pitch. 
The Toronto Blue Jays at the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, two lefties uh, draw starts. For Toronto is Yusei Kikuchi. And for Tampa Bay, it is Shane McClanahan. Um, is not doubted myself that his first name was Shane then for a second. I don't know why. <laughs> I just had a minor aneurysm, but it is Shane. Um, Kikuchi and the Blue Jays are plus 155. The Rays are minus 175. And the total is set at eight. Muna. Yeah, Yusei Kikuchi going for the Toronto Blue Jays here. Um, he's actually been, uh, I guess we can say he's been decent for the Toronto Blue Jays. He does have a 5-1 and one record. ERA of 4.08, a whip of 1.32. Um, on the road, he is 3-0 with a 4.50 ERA. Um, just kind of going through his game long. It's nothing that's really tipping me towards one side or the other for him. He did face the Rays earlier this season, which was at home, uh, where they did get the 5-2 to two victory, did the Blue Jays. But I feel like that, that Kikuchi is a different pitcher on the road um, so far this season. Uh, Shane McClanahan, like you mentioned, does get the start here for the Tampa Bay Rays, who's having a Cy Young caliber year, 7-0 with a 2.05 ERA at home. He's the perfect 3-0 with a 1.20 ERA. 30 innings pitched at home for Shane McClanahan. He's only allowed four earned runs uh, in those 30 innings uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, I think, so if you kind of dig deeper into the historical numbers for both of these pitchers, Kikuchi is actually 4-0 with a 1.80 ERA against the uh, Toronto Blue Jays in five starts. He's only allowed one earned run or more in uh, one start out of those five against the Toronto Blue Jays. Sorry, against the Rays in his career, so I'm saying. And then you take a look at Shane McClanahan versus the Blue Jays. Three and two with a 2.65 ERA. Now, I do give the edge here to the Rays here, Mal, because the Rays are the best left-handed hitting uh, pitching team uh, in the entire majors. They're number one in WRC plus and in slugging, and they're number two in team batting average and number two in OPS uh, against left-handed pitching. Jays are uh, below league average in the same categories against left-handed pitching, and Rays this season are seven and two against left-handed pitching. While the Jays are just five and five, so um, with the success that the Jays, sorry, the Rays have against left-handed pitching, I think that's where the edge comes in for me. Um, I would look at a Rays team total, and then I would lay the minus one and a half here with the Rays behind Shane McClanahan. Like I mentioned, that's just been so dominant at home for the Rays. Yeah, completely agree with you. That's my bet as well, Moonaf. It's the Rays on the run line. Um, I just don't want Kikuchi. Um, He's, he's put together yeah. a couple of acceptable starts, but there's just nothing that makes me want to back him. Since May the 1st, Munaf, Toronto against the AL East are 1-11. and 11. Um, So there, yeah, great start. That, that's the start of the day. If we that get it, uh, we need to jingle. We need like a drop. We need like a, like a fun yeah. drop for the start of the day. Definitely. Um, so yeah, 1-11 and 11 be the AL East since May the 1st. So yeah, that'll do me. Uh, that's all the information I need. Tampa Bay Rays on the run line behind McClanahan. 705 Eastern. You need to send that what, to Johnny. You need to send that to Johnny. Yeah, someone who knows what they're doing. Um, <laughs> San Diego Padres, Washington Nationals, left-handed pitcher Ryan Weathers for the Padres. And Trevor Williams will go for the Nationals. Minus 145 on the Padres. Plus 125. For Washington, and the total is nine and a half. Uh, Ryan Weathers, one and two 
342. On the year, Weathers is bouncing around between the bullpen and the odd spot start. His starts have been good. Um, and they've all finished low score in the three games he started this year. Finished 4-zip, 2-zip and 4-2. Um, part of it's still not doing much with a the bat. They've hitting 191, 190-something um, with runners it. in scoring position, I think. It's a right old mess. Um, Trevor Williams, 1-2 and two on the year, 426. Inconsistent, but capable. Um, four games started at home with a 255 ERA. I thought that was the key stat when handicapping Williams in this one. Um, so, yeah, all the indicators uh, for me here were towards this being low scoring. And the nine and a half was higher than I thought it would be. So I'm happy to take another under me enough, under nine and a half, please. Yeah, um, Nationals against left-handed pitching have actually been really good. They have a team uh, batting average of three uh, three hundred two against left-handed pitching. WRC plus, I think they're rated number uh, seven in that same or in that category against left-handed pitching. Um, you mentioned it for Ryan Weathers that he's coming off the worst um, start of his season, which was against the Dodgers in Dodger Stadium. But he just hasn't gotten the run support. I mean, they haven't given him any runs over his last two starts. Um, or sorry, his last start, which was against the Dodgers. He did have two relief appearances against the Cubs and the Diamondbacks, but he did start the first three uh, games this season uh, uh, against the Diamondbacks, the Mets, and the uh, Braves, which we can say are well above league average um, offenses. And he only gave up a combined five earned runs in about 16 innings pitch. So that's pretty impressive for Ryan Weathers. Um, Trevor Williams, on the other hand, like you mentioned, yeah, um, the numbers aren't very good for him. Gave up three earned runs in the last start to Miami. We're just kind of waiting for this offense to come around for the Padres. I mean, Mal, the names that they have in this lineup, you would think that they would be averaging at least five runs per night, but it just hasn't been there for them. So I think eventually they break out of it. But I think for this game, I I think you got to continue riding the under with you. I would lean towards the Padres in this game, uh, but I think the under might be the safer play. 7.05 Eastern first pitch, the Baltimore Orioles at the New York Yankees. Tyler Wells for the O's and lefty nasty Nesta Cortez will go for the New York Yankees. Plus 130 on Baltimore, minus 150 on the Yankees. Total of eight and a half. Um, Tyler Wells, three and one on the year, 294 ERA. Um, another one that I keep getting wrong. Um, I think I faded him last week and he came out and pitched another gem. I still think he looks like he's getting away with it uh, to me. I has faced the Yankees once this year and gave up six hits in four earned runs on six innings pitch while striking out six batters. Uh, so the Yankees did hit him last time out. Uh, Nesta Cortez had a good start at the Toronto Blue Jays last time. And we're starting to see more good than bad. Is That ERA of 521 is high, but it's coming. Um, and it's going in the right direction. This is a big week for Baltimore. The, the record's outstanding. What are they, 31 and 16? Um... They've got this series in New York and then they head to Toronto for a series as well. So by maybe Sunday night, we might know a little bit more about this Baltimore Orioles team. Um, I'm still not convinced. I do like them. And this is going to be the hill I feel like I'm going to die on because um, I've been regularly fading them and kind of getting it wrong. It's a unit and a half play for me on the Yankees at minus 150, Muna. I agree with you 100%. Um, 
Tyler Wells against the Yankees in his career as a starter, 0-3 with a 4.68 ERA, while Nestor Cortez in um, six appearances as a starter against the Orioles. He's a perfect – or sorry, yeah, well, he is 3-0, which is perfect, but the ERA is what jumps out now, 1.01, 35 and two-thirds innings pitched against the Orioles in his career as a starter. He's only allowed four earned runs in that span. So I uh, love the Yankees here. I'm, I'm there with you. 7.20, Eastern first pitch. Uh, the LA Dodgers at the Atlanta Braves. Tony Gonsolin for the Dodgers and Bryce Elder for Atlanta. Uh, minus 105 for the Dodgers, minus 115 for the Braves. Total at nine and a half. Good game, this one, Munaf. Um, watched a little bit of this last night, the Dodgers and the Braves, and it had a little playoff feel to it, a little early season playoff feel to the uh, to the heavyweights going at it, Munaf. What have you got? Yeah, uh, Tony Gonsolin has been really good for the Dodgers pitching staff, and they really needed him. Um, he's 2-1 and one on the season with a 1.12 ERA, 24 innings pitched uh, this season. He's only allowed three earned runs in that span. Uh, on the road, he hasn't allowed a single earned run in 14 and uh, one-third innings pitched. Um, really, really solid so far for the Dodgers. Uh, Bryce Elder, on the other hand, on the season, he's also been really good. 3-0 with a 2.06 ERA, 52-and-two-thirds innings pitch, 13, 12 in runs, I'm sorry, he's allowed. At home, he doesn't have a decision yet, but he has pitched uh, 29 innings in Atlanta and only allowed seven earned runs in that span, 26 strikeouts to nine walks for Bryce Elder. Um, I think this might just turn into a pitching duel here, Mal. Um, I think that you take a look at some of the numbers for Tony Gonsolin against the Atlanta Braves in three appearances, he's one and zero with a one point one five RA. He's only allowed two earned runs, fifteen and two thirds innings pitched. So I think I really like the under in this game. I think this will more than likely to a pitcher's school, uh, kind of like you mentioned, a playoff feel. So under for me in this game. Um, I have the words pitching duel written down as well. Me enough. Um, yeah, Tony Gonsolin's got off to a great start. I didn't think. There was any way he could uh, replicate what he did last year, but so far, so good. Had a close eye on Bryce Elder um, as well in his start. He's been he's been great. Um, Ronald Acuna is just doing absolutely ridiculous things, but uh, Elder's been verging on uh, the dominant. He's not giving up any homers or walks. He's calmed down a bit. He, he was a bit excitable when he got when he was here last year on mm-hmm. the mound, but just for the year behind, a bit more experience. Just seems in control of what's going on. Uh, my pick actually was the first five under. So, yeah, um, same cat, but we've just skinned it in a couple of different ways. Uh, so, same principle. On that one, 7.40 Eastern first pitch, as I remember to go to the top of the screen, is the New York Mets at the Chicago Cubs. Kodai Senga is not who I handicapped for the Mets. I handicapped Tyler McGill. Is they been rained out tonight or something? What's the uh, they had a pitching tonight? change. I think like thirty minutes before you and I got on here. So I think oh. yeah, there's a pitching change. I know we handicapped Senga yesterday, didn't we, with uh, Dylan? Well, I don't know. I wasn't here, was I? No, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you weren't here. You were off getting uh, <laughs> drunk. Uh, but yeah, get yeah. drunk, Moonaf. Or you were you're you're getting happy. You're getting your pints yeah, okay. inside of you with Newcastle yeah. getting uh, to Champions League. But yeah, Senga was on the on the on the schedule for to uh, for um, Tuesday night. So I think they did make that change. Tyler McGill is going on Tuesday night. Then Kodai Senga is going to go on Wednesday. So um, I don't know if you want to get into it again or not, but probably just go back and listen to what Dylan was saying about the Mets. Yeah. 
I've got the, the lines of minus 105 for the Mets and minus 115 um, on Storm and, and the Cubs seems seems about reasonable, actually. Um, that's how I would kind of price it up, pitching pitches of similar levels of ability. Um, yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about Marcus Stroman, three and four on the year, three or five ERA. Um, one bad start, but ultimately has pitched really well. 279 home ERA as well. I'm actually kind of out on the Cubs and they are, um, they've, they've performed how I thought they would. Um, now the season's settled down a bit, but I did think they're going to win the odd game and at home behind Strom, and it's probably their best shot at it. So I had the Cubs up here at minus 115 uh, when I thought they were taking on McGill, but um, I wouldn't put you off it now they're taking on Senga, but it just puts a little different spin on it. So I'll probably leave that one there, Moon. Have anything to add on that? No, nope, nothing for me. Okay, next is a 7.40 first pitch between the Detroit Tigers and the Kansas City Royals. Uh, Matthew Boyd, left-handed pitcher for the Tigers. And Zach Granke goes for the Royals. Uh, even money, plus 100 on Detroit, minus 120 on the Royals. Total set at nine, Muna. Yeah, you have Zach Grinke getting the start here at home. And, you know, we've talked about when you want to back Zach, Gr- Zach Grinke, it's in Kauffman Stadium in uh, Kansas City there. But um, he hasn't been too bad over his last four starts. I know they've, they're, uh, the Royals are only two and two in that span, but uh, he hasn't allowed more than three earned runs uh, in the last four games. He's gone at least five innings in the last four starts. Um, just looking at his season-long numbers here, Mal, he is one in five with a four point eight two ERA, but at home he's one in two with a three point two one ERA. Now you compare that to his road ERA, which is nearly double, uh, or actually it is uh, a little bit above double at six point six six. So um, I'm trying to pull up his numbers and how he's done against the um, the uh, sorry the Tigers in his career. Um, let's see here. Give me one second. So Zach Grinke against the Tigers, 13 and eight with a 2.84 ERA. Now this dates all the way back to 2004. So I'm going to filter this down to 2021. Um, he's 0 and 1 with a 4.24 ERA. So, uh, when you take a look at Matthew Boyd in his career, 7 and 11 with a 5.44 ERA against the Kansas city Royals. He did, uh, have an appearance against him last season in relief, not much there, two-thirds of an inning pitched. Uh, thus far this season for uh, Matthew Boyd, uh, let's see here, 3-3 three and three with a 6.21 ERA, 0-3 um, at home with an 8.64 ERA, 3-0 and 0 on the road uh, with a 4.29 ERA. I, Mal, I really couldn't bring myself to back any one of these pitchers. I mean, if you put a gun to my head, I would go with uh, the Royals with Zach Grinky at home. Um, the total, I think, is set right. Um, Force pick here for me. I'll, I'll take the Royals and I'll take the under, but I'm not going to be betting this game. Yeah, I, I didn't want to take either one of the pitches, but I did want to take one of the two teams, um, which is Detroit. I actually don't mind Boyd, um, but Detroit have won six of their last seven against Kansas City. Um they seem to be enjoying finding a team that are worse than them uh, and playing them. So I'm happy to ride that trend, really. So with even money um, on the back of that stat, I'm happy to take the Tigers uh, in that position. 8.40, Eastern first pitch. The Miami Marlins at the Colorado Rockies. Sandy Alcantara for Miami. And Carl with a K, Kaufman with a K, 
will pitch for the Colorado Rockies. We have minus 160 on the Marlins, plus 140 on the Rockies. Total is set at 11. Um, Sandy still can't get it right, can he? Uh, one and five, 505 ERA. Um, I was trying to look for a trend, trying to look for something um, that tells you Alcantara is going to have a good start, but you filter it down home, away. Um, he's faced poor opposition as well. Doesn't seem to be helping him. Um, the last time he was sighted in Coors Field, he pitched three and two thirds and gave up 10 earned runs uh, <laughs> on 10 hits, including three homers as well. Um, yeah, TV DBG is immediately pounced. He's on He's got the right idea. He's seeing um, Colorado hitter props, which fits perfectly to that framework of Sandy. Um, Kaufman, it's only a second start. He got hit around at Texas. Um, So I actually thought this number, I had to call an audible here about 20 minutes before we started. I thought with Alcantara on the mound, the number might be a little bit lower than it is at 11. Mm. So... um, but that 11 is too high, so that's taking me off that. At that point, I just have to take Colorado at home. I can't take minus 160. On A, it's the Marlins. B, Alcantara's struggling. And C, it's in Colorado, where Colorado are decent. So um, you have to take a little gamble um, and play the Rockies at plus 140. Yeah, I think if you want to back the Rockies, uh, you could just also look at just taking their team total over if you think they're, you know, they're going to get to Sandy here, maybe not win the game. Uh, but I think that's one way to attack it. I, I don't think that 11 is too big, Mal. I mean, like you mentioned that Sandy has gotten into trouble when he had, does pitch in Colorado because, again, you know, Noah's mentioned this a lot on the pod that the numbers and the spin rate and all that stuff drops in altitude. And like you mentioned, he gave up 10 earned runs in, back in 2021 in Colorado. So, um, and again, he's been really inconsistent. It's just been the polar opposite of what he did last season as a Cy Young uh, for the Miami Marlins. And again, in the last two starts, he's given up a combined of 10 earned runs for the Miami Marlins. I'm not sure I can trust Kaufman either. He got hit against the Texas Rangers, who are a pretty decent offense, or I think a well above uh, um, well above league average offense. Uh, I'm not afraid of that 11. I would look at the over for the Rockies team total over and then possibly the full game to go over 11 as well. Okay, the 11 does not scare Moonaf. The penultimate game on the slate here tonight is a 9.38 Eastern first pitch. Well done, Moonaf, joining in. He was me. Uh, the Boston Red Sox at the LA Angels. James Paxton, lefty, goes for the Red Sox. And it is Tyler Anderson, lefty, who will go for the LA Angels. The lines are minus 105 on the Red Sox, minus 115 on the Angels, and the total is set at nine, Munaf. Yeah, James Paxton uh, making his third start for the Boston Red Sox. His first two starts have been really good uh, for the pitching rotation of the Red Sox. He has gone 11 innings in his two starts, only allowed three earned runs. Uh, 1-0 record with a 2.45 ERA. Um, and then you take a look on the other side for the LA Angels. Um, that's not the right name. Let's go to Wednesday. Um we have Tyler Anderson, like you mentioned, that's going to get the start here, left-handed pitcher for the Angels. Um, his season has been meh. It's kind of been meh, I think is the right word. 1-0 with a 5.27 ERA at home is where he's just getting into trouble, Mal, uh, in Angel Stadium. 
15 innings pitched. He's allowed 19 hits and allowed 12 earned runs at home. Uh, 11 strikeouts to seven walks that he's allowed at Angel Stadium. Um, I think that for this game, I'm going to go with the Boston Red Sox because I was taking a look at, again, the left-handed uh, batting numbers, or sorry, left-handed pitching batting numbers for the LA Angels. And over the last two weeks, I think they are dead last in WRC+. I'm not sure if it, I'm trying to pull up the number here exactly. I don't think it's been a lot of uh, at-bats for them in that span. But they just haven't been very good against left-handed pitching. So WRC plus their number twenty-five team batting average. Uh, they are they are in top ten, but they're just not translating to runs right now for them. So I think that um, I think Paxton can go along well here. I think that he can continue and build off of his first two starts. Like I mentioned, Tyler Anderson hasn't been very good at home, especially for the Angels. So I'm going to take the money line here with the uh, with the Boston Red Sox. Uh, 100% behind you again, moving off. I like what Paxton's done, and he's got a good start. And I'm just out on Anderson. Um, yeah. Obviously, this Angels line up and get to people. I like, um, they got Mickey Moniak leading off at the minute, uh, former, uh, he was a former 1 1, I think, Mickey Moniak. And um, he's uh, he's added a little bit more. Uh, depth or length to this to this angel sign up, but I'm just out on Anderson completely. And uh, Boston have been a decent team to follow as well this year. They're more than competitive. So yeah, Boston at minus one or five. Uh, finally, is the nine four Eastern between the Oakland Athletics array and the Seattle Mariners left-handed pitcher Ken Waldichuk goes for the A's, and Bryce Miller will go for Seattle. Um, plus 230 on the A's, minus 270 on Seattle. Total set at eight. Um, same problem as always here, trying to handicap the A's. Um, <laughs> Waldichuk, one and three, 685 ERA. They've got a team ERA over seven, uh, Oakland, which is pretty remarkable. Um, Waldichuk, every start, pitches five innings, gives up three or four runs. Uh, so that's what will happen tomorrow. Bryce Miller in four games start has been absolutely outstanding the games he's played in have finished with totals of eight five four and three um so i'm looking towards the under here it's another one of those we know what's going to happen it's which how do you bet what's your bet uh which i suppose is our job moving up but is it the team total is it the run line is it hitter props um i'm gonna take the under um again i think seattle would have to do this all by themselves um, you can see this finishing five or six, nothing, maybe something like that. Um, so I'll take the under eight. Uh, we'll see how far Miller can get scoreless and Waldichuk doesn't blow up completely. He's good, like I say, good for three or four. Maybe we can keep it under eight completely. They have given up 10 or more runs, Moonaf, 16 times now, open this season. Good effort. Yeah, that that's great effort. Um, Bryce, uh, sorry, I said Bryce Elder. Bryce Miller has like, did face the Oakland A's back uh, uh, on May second in Oakland. Six innings pitch, only allowed one earned run. The uh, Mariners won that game two to one. But I think the one thing that really sticks out about Waldachuk over his last three starts here, Mal, um, how many walks do you think he's given up in those last three starts? Um, Miller. No, uh, Waldachuk. All right. Whoa. 13. Uh, close. He's given up 16. 
Oh, shit. Yeah, 16 walks over That's his last uh, yeah, last three starts. So, again, if Seattle's able to stay patient at the plane here, Mal, I think that um, they can tag him for some runs. I would, I would just tag I, – I think that, again – don't overthink it. Just take the run line minus one and a half and then just take the Mariners team totals over, you know, first five innings and full game. I just think that Mariners are going to put up the runs uh, at this entire series. And just, you know, again, like I mentioned this to Dylan yesterday, that these are the uh, games that the Mariners have to win to stay competitive in that AL West division against one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the entire uh, MLB. So minus one and a half uh, team totals all the way for the Mariners. Beautiful. Um, and that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, has got us to the end of 15 games. Handicapped uh, locks and dogs to follow, Munaf. Would you like to lead us off? Have you not done them yet, like usual? What's going on? Uh, no, I've, I've got it done. I mean, there's a lot of things that I did like here uh, for this Wednesday schedule. So um, I'll lead it off here. So, again, like I mentioned, if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. I'm going to go back to the Mariners minus one and a half minus one twenty five <laughs> on the run line. Again, Bryce Miller, you just talked about it. He's just been so good so far this season for the Mariners. Ken Wall, the chug, the amount of walks that he's given up in the last three starts is appalling. He gives up the runs in the first five innings as well. And I just think this is a spot where the Mariners could win this game. Seven, nothing, seven, one, something in that category. Again, I just think that they'll be able to put up runs in this game. So, Lock Mariners minus one and a half, minus one twenty-five for my dog. A um, couple of ways that I wanted to go here. I do like the Yankees on the run line. I did like the Rays as well. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Twins minus one and a half, plus one forty-five. I feel like I gave the same exact picks on on the show with Dylan yesterday. But uh, Joe Ryan, we talked about. He's been so good at home. Uh, the three starts that he does have in Target Field in Minnesota. Uh, they have won all three of those games by at least two earned runs. Um, Anthony Discoflani has struggled a little bit so far this season, especially over his last couple of starts here. Uh, and I think the Twins uh, and Joe Ryan should go fairly well here. So I'll take them to win by at least two runs here at plus 145. Okay. Uh, my luck is going to be a total... And it's an under... I thought that nine and a half was way too high in the Houston... And Milwaukee game. Yeah, I like both pitches, both going along okay. Houston did start scoring a few runs, but um, I think that's the um, the alternative, not necessarily the rule with them still at the moment. And like I said, the Brewers never do uh, put an awful lot together. And I like uh, be like in Hauser, so I'll take the under nine and a half. And for my dog, um, I like the White Sox. And like I say, I've, I've got more faith than I think you have in... Michael Kopech being able to build on what he's shown and put a little run together. Don't mind Quantrill. Like I say, he's a bit of a grafter, very unspectacular. Um, and the Guardians never score a ton of runs, so the White Sox uh, will pretty much always be live in this one. Um, so, yeah, I'll take Michael Kopech at a price of plus 115 as my dog. Uh, Moon, after you condition your hair. Yes. Do you? Yeah, yes. Right, you see. I never did, wow. but I heard it. I listened to a podcast, a baseball podcast, let me tell you. And uh-huh. the lady on the baseball podcast said, baseball players don't condition their hair. Not enough baseball players condition their hair. Um, and maybe because they wear a hat all the time. So I've conditioned mine. I never have conditioned mine the night for the first time since about 1991. So I'm just <laughs> waiting for uh, to see what happens in the morning, whether I've got a full, um, a full luxurious head of hair. So... Uh, there you so go. if it grows a couple inches in the morning, we'll know why. 
Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> be talking about my hair still. <laughs> don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Um, anything else you want to talk about? No, I think uh, you and I are about to jump on with uh, the mothership with Sean and Ryan. So if you guys are in the chat there, uh, TVB, TVD, uh, DBJ, uh, Insano, you guys want to hop into the mothership. We'll be talking about um, some division um, odds, maybe some Cy Young as well. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, baseball, Sean's always loads of fun. Um, smashing. Thanks, everyone. Um who got involved in the chat. Riley joined us a little while ago as well, um, as well as all the other boys and girls who joined us. So, yeah, we do appreciate it. Uh, Dupree, etc. Um, Give us a like, rate and review, all of those cool things. Good luck with your bets. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Um, we might see you in the next hour or so. Um, but until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>